What is going on, America? Welcome to the inaugural show of the number one fantasy podcast on the block, Fantasy Fridays. I'm your co-host, Heath Monroe, a sport management student at Wichita State and unsuccessful fantasy sports player. Sitting here to my right is one of my other co-hosts. Uh, my name is Garrett Sankey. I'm also a sport management major, uh, double major business analytics and sport management, but might get dropped to a minor. Um, I am I am solid at fantasy sports. <laughs> um, trying to, to win, hear. trying to win my sixth fantasy football league in a row. Flex, uh, yeah, slight. <laughs> Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I haven't been really screwed over in the playoffs yet, but this year would be the year for it to happen when there's a $135 pot. Isn't that always for, how it is? Yeah, that is always how it is. <laughs> All right, we've got one more co-host across the table from us. Yep, my name's Tucker Stiles, also a sport management student, but I have a minor in workforce leadership. And uh, unlike Heath, I'm a pretty successful fantasy football player this year. You know, fourth in the in the playoffs right now. So yeah, We were six and five. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, a little success, yeah. But um, funnily, we're I Tucker. Mean, I'm looking at the standings right now, man. You're one and ten. No, no, that's in our league. Come on, dude. We're <laughs> no, tanking. We're tanking. Tucker and I are just above 500 in, in that last league. playoff spot. We've which got is the, actually what I'm the, the exact spot, literally exact spot I'm in in every single league I'm in. I'm like right around 500, and I currently hold the last playoff spot. But in two of my leagues, I'm about to get screwed. <laughs> because the uh, person I'm vying against, like who's in seventh, has is playing in both of these leagues, is playing the bottom two teams, uh, while I have to play all playoff teams. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that six yeah. and five record doesn't mean anything, though. We still got the best lineup in the league. After, you know, Sankey did trade us Calvin Ridley for Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay for Kenny Galladay and David Johnson. Talk about it, dude. That's highway robbery right there. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) All right, before we start deciding who's truly better at fantasy, we're going to start with fantasy football today. We've got, I think everybody's prepared questions. I know I have. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you guys have, so we don't look like bumbling fools (laughs) on live broadcast. Um, So, uh, Thank you. Do you want to start? Yeah. Um, my question uh, was, you know, how did everybody do this week? Fantasy football. I, I did. I did pretty good. Uh, we, we won 157 to 117. Had a lot of guys play great. You know, finally secured that four seed, and we're ready to make a playoff run for the championship. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm not going to say what you just said, so I'm just going to talk about my personal leagues, where. In one of them, I had a pretty bad week. My starting quarterback, Joe Burrow, got Ooh. put on injured reserve. And what's even worse is that he's my second starting quarterback this year to be put on injured reserve because my other quarterback is Dak. So uh, pretty – I lost by 40 points. So pretty – 37 to be exact. Um, so pretty unsuccessful and hair-pulling week. On my end. Um, in my main league, I just won my sixth game in a row. Uh, this is easily the most competitive fantasy football league I've ever been in because uh, before this week got finalized, there were only two teams in the league that were not at 500, and which was me and the guy in last place. Every other single player was 5-5. Five and five. 
Uh, so this week I, you know, got my my uh, playoff, my first round buy locked up. But I'm not super – I'm feeling a little weary because this is the first league in my life where I've led the league in points allowed. And the next guy is – you know, I haven't even allowed 1,400 points yet. And uh, so, you know, I'm a little worried as to how that's going to work out. But all I got to do is is uh, win one game, and I am going to get at least some of the money. So I'm cool with that. Uh, my other leagues, you know, the league that they are talking about with the playoffs uh, that they run together – it's a league for class, and I'm uh, our team is not good. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's the fourth us. league I joined this year, and you know we just suck. Wasn't really expecting to do four leagues this year, um, but that's all right. My other league should be expecting to do five every year. <laughs> in my other league, uh, well, I'm in two other leagues that I would you know consider that I take seriously, uh, and then one of those leagues, I'm one of those teams that's fighting for for uh, that playoff spot with Heath, and I'm one of the people that that plays the two worst teams two worst in the league teams. these next two weeks. Yeah, you're going to get it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, i got a lot of people coming back from injury right now. I've got Christian McCaffrey in all three well, That's leagues. the exact opposite of what I've got going, because all my guys are getting injured. Really? So. I've got I mean, I've basically, Austin Eckler off the waiver wire, and uh, i got McCaffrey. You know, I think I had I had him. And I I dropped him because he would like he would have been like my fifth player I on IR. Definitely don't feel bad for you that you play the. Next They've got like three running backs in Los Angeles, so it's not be, be. Yeah, yeah but the backups aren't. But I mean, I'd actually like to you know in my money league, I'd like to let the chat or let the uh, the listeners know who I've got. All right, all right. All right. So this is a three team keeper or a three player keeper league, and I went into the season and just you know made a lot of trades. Uh, with picks and stuff, and my keepers were Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas. At no point did I get to play my best lineup <laughs> during the season. Uh, and, you know, obviously ended up having to cut Saquon and uh, held on to Michael Thomas, held on to McCaffrey, even though he's only played three games. But uh, going into the season, my starting lineup was Kyler Murray, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, George Kittle, Chris Carson, and a defense and a kicker that I add drop every week. So that was a little frustrating, but now my team is perhaps better. My start, my, uh, my lineup when everybody's healthy is Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott or Miles Sanders, one of those two, depending on matchup. Then I got Michael Thomas, Julio, Stephon Diggs. And then uh, my tight end is definitely my worst position. Rotate Mike Gisecki and, you know, just somebody off waivers, depending on matchup. And uh, then I got, you know, Harrison Butker and the Dolphins defense this week. But we'll see what happens. These next two weeks aren't really super important for me. I'm just going to try to knock some guys out of a playoff spot that I think might, that I think have a realistic chance to upset me. That's pretty cool, man. You got the best receiver in the NFL, Julio <laughs> Jones. Not even close. You know, top four all time. So, huh. yeah. Huh. Is that... Without a doubt. I mean, all my knowledge about football is strictly from fantasy, but, so I can't really argue there. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right, I guess we'll move into yeah, let's talk what I've got then. prepared. Okay. Oh, yeah? What do you, what's your question? Do you want to? I'll, yeah, I'll just go. So, um, well, I guess we already addressed your postseason outlook, uh, Sankey. I mean, I got two um, other leagues. I'm going to talk about fantasy football for a while. Okay, well, that's good to hear, <laughs> considering that's... The you know, the of nature the of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, what's 
everybody's I, we've already kind of addressed it, but yeah, I mean, we'll get I mean, into it. We'll get into it a little. We'll more. keep this one a little shorter. What, what everybody's uh, postseason outlooks? If you're even gonna make it, or uh, you know how you think you're gonna do, or or what? So what you got, Tuck? Uh, I, my outlook is I think we're gonna win the championship, even though we have a six and five record. I think we have the like we 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 definitely have the best uh, lineup. Like you know, we've got. I'll keep our lineup quick, but we got Deshaun Watson, we got Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, Calvin Ridley, uh, Amari Cooper. Our flex is DJ Moore now. We also have Jamison Crowder on the bench, so you know we rotate those guys. And then we have the number two defense and number two kicker with the Colts and uh, Young Hoku. So yeah, we're we're ready to make a deep playoff run. Yeah, what's your playoff position look like in the league where you don't have three other opinions? You know that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for anyone wanting to know, it's because he's one and eight. Yeah, he's one in ten. One in ten. Oh, good lord! One. Even he's not tanking. Going for the number one pick next year, man. How about injuries? Hey, man! If you want to make a trade for that, we can discuss it right now on the pod. Uh, for that, I don't think. Those, I, I like my. I, like I don't my, think the listeners want to yeah. hear you swindle people. <laughs> swindle? Come on now. Um, hey, I so, swindled him for Calvin Ridley, Kenny Galladay, and David Johnson. Bro, I literally just. All right. Yeah. What's your postseason outlook? I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> Well, uh, my postseason outlook, got a $135 pot in uh, this league, and uh, I'm hoping to win. That'll be seven in a row. been running this league since, you know, I was, a, like, I don't know, young, like a seventh, or like an eighth grader. Like 10. Freshman in high school. Old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Ron Swanson, just always in the, <laughs> yeah. in the, working, working on the mill. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in my other leagues, uh, in, in my league that – I started with some friends from from here at WSU. I definitely should have won the league, uh, but then I made um, Saquon towards ACL, and then the next week Christian McCaffrey got hurt for extended time. So I just decided that I wanted to tank. <laughs> so I traded. I have, you know, it's an eight-team league. I have five picks in the first round uh, to go along with my keepers that are Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, and we're deciding between Lamar and Nick Chubb right now. Or George Kittle. I've got some options. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. And in my uh, last league that I really put time... Well, I mean, in our class league that you guys... That Tucker's raving about his 6-5 and five record with. Uh, I don't even know what, what we've got going on. We're like... Oh, you guys are out of the race. You yeah, out of the race completely. It. We're not even going to make the playoffs. Nope, not a nah, chance. That, that sucks. Uh, but... You got the consolation bracket. To yeah, we're going to walk off the consolation bracket. <laughs> I think you guys have the number one seed. No way. Consolation uh, bracket. Actually. All I do so, is number one seeds. Yeah. If I can't get into the top bracket, it's got to be the consolation number one. You just got to be the top. It's like one in the NIT, man. You got to hang a yeah. banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, in my in my uh, final league, I'm five and six. You know, really sh- in in the race with Heath for that last playoff spot. Uh, we'll no, see what happens. I feel pretty optimistic. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if I end up, you know, with a, in the consolation ladder in this one, that'll be all right with me. Go get that pick from Tucker. Maybe I'll just tank, actually. Maybe I'll just beat you out for that number one pick. That would almost just be, provide me just as much joy because I know how much you want that pick. But, uh, yeah, that's how I'm looking. I'm looking really good in one league and definitely, you know, most successful tank ever in the other league. And then just the epitome of mediocrity in another league. Sounds kind of like what, well, not really. The mediocrity part sounds like what I've got going on over here. Because, again, number six, 
out of six in the playoffs right now, or projected to be in the playoffs right surprise, now. Surprise, surprise. And um, uh, with a four and seven record, because um, again, I just keep losing my starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And the guy in oh, seventh, yeah. the guy in seventh, uh, who also has a four and seven record, is playing the. Let's see. Specifically, oh, <laughs> he's. I can't. Here it is. Here it is. He's playing the. Yeah. One of the worst teams. <laughs> the last team in the league. I'm looking at and. I'm looking at ESPN's projected final standings, and to show how crazy that league is, a new on draft day was the tenth, it's a ten team league. He was projected to be dead last in the league, and now he's projected to be number one. Yeah. Trey's fallen from first to eighth. Yeah, and I've got to play the number one seed next week, and the number three seed. So I'm not gonna lock up that playoff spot. Oh, uh, sounds like field. And literally, it's then the exact same thing. In my other league, verbatim. That's so sucks. yeah, pretty not cool. Getting screwed. The league just doesn't want to see me win. Is what it really is. Oh man, you know. So I'm kind of like uh, win a league seven years in a row and then tell me what it's like to not to see the league not want you to win. Well, I I got a trade. I'm getting black. I'm getting blackballed. By, I traded uh, for Dalvin Cook last by, week by the ESPN. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure. So, I'm sure Matthew. It, it, there, there's collusion going. I'm on. I'm sure Matthew you know Barry's real concerned with what Heath Monroe's yeah. got going there, on. There will be ran. the the Miami <laughs> Football League. The Miami Heath <laughs> will make sure that a collusion investigation takes place in this offseason so that we can get our justice. That's um, true. Yeah, the justice you deserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. I think that's all we've got for for postseason outlooks, as depressing as some of them are. <laughs> So, uh, Tucker, what you got for us? Yeah, uh, we'll start off with Heath on this one. Who are some uh, guys that you're over- overwhelmed and underwhelmed with this week? One guy for each. Oh, in fantasy man. Football. Oh, yeah, I don't. That's easy. <laughs> I don't. From last week? I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know week. if oh, I okay. was. All right. I don't know if I was overwhelmed with anybody, <laughs> really. Um, I was underwhelmed with a lot of people, though. If you're taking the time to look, I've got mine um, on hand. Kyler Murray only got me 20 points, oh. and he was projected for six more than that. Oh. And um, I started the Packers' defense, picked him up off the waivers. For some reason, I don't remember Against why. the Colts? That's not smart. I think they were the best option I had available. Mm. Everybody else was going against like the Chiefs and teams with good offenses. But, I mean, the Colts have a fine offense. Yeah. So I don't know. I was underwhelmed with my all my teams, yeah. all my players, and overwhelmed with none of them. I was uh, I was overwhelmed or not overwhelmed. I mean, I expect this, but uh, Deshaun Watson did put up thirty nine this week with three touchdowns and three hundred forty four yards. He's been great all year for me. Is I mean, I believe he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. It, it sucks to see him with a, a bottom top ten or a bottom ten offensive line with all the talent he's got, but uh, hopefully he gets some help soon because he's one of the most talented guys in the league. And the guy I'm underwhelmed with is uh, Jameson Crowder. He was my or our only player with under 13 points this week. You know, he had 2.6. If he had Sam Darnold, he would have probably put up like a 20 piece, you know, because he's really good. But, you know, Joe, Flac- Joe Flacco's not what you want. Uh, Joe Flacco does not help out. And, uh, 
He's just got too much un- he's, he's got too much unstable quarterback play to keep keep the success coming. So we're gonna have to start DJ Moore over him these coming weeks. So what about you, Sankey? Uh, well, my uh, who I was happiest with has got to be the uh, the goat Taysom Hill. Shut up, playing the Falcons. Shut up. You mean <laughs> the mean, worst defense in football? Hey, yeah. top five run defense. Hey, uh, you know, I how's the rest of it though? Shut up. <laughs> I uh, speaking of, actually, I'd like to you know. Your guy Sam Darnold's only rostered in one point five percent of fantasy leagues, so I mean, it looks like I mean, he is looks like a lot of people really care, really agree with you about about. I'm your, telling you, five years from now, he's going to be a star. I'm telling you, maybe. I'd Remember be. this podcast. I mean, I would, agree with that. I would agree with that. All right, let me, that's gonna be good. All right, for uh, my overwhelming guy, I had Taysom Hill because I definitely took advantage of a stupid rule that let Taysom Hill play tight end in the ESPN leagues. Gave me 24, and the tight end is easily my worst position. I went into the to last week, projected almost 150 in a standard in a PPR league, uh, 18 PPR league, and I put up like 111. So there's a lot of guys that I was a little frustrated in. Not that they care because they're going to make millions of dollars, but uh, never going to listen. To yeah, never going to listen. But you know, it'd be it'd be dope to get. To get some guys to listen. Yeah, to. shout yeah. out Taysom. <laughs> yeah, shout out Taysom. No. Hill. If you no. ever listen, no. shout out no. BYU. Shout out Taysom, shout out Taysom Hill. Hill. No. Yeah, BYU underranked. <laughs> yeah, underranked. We gotta talk about that later. All I gotta say but is that the anyway, Aints, the Aints are gonna lose anyway, in the first round. Another one I had was Curtis Samuel. He's been like one of my over like guys that I was, you know, pretty surprised to see him play well for like four weeks in a row. So maybe I, you know, Curtis Samuel's just finally putting me on notice. But, guys, I was underwhelmed with uh, Julio gave me six points. He was hurt all game. Best receiver in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Not many best receivers in the league are only going to give me six points. Hey, he was hurt all game. Don't hate. Hey. <sighs> Top four still, all time. Why was he – What? I mean, never mind. Hamstring. Never mind. Bro, he's, he, every week he's hurt with a hamstring. Every For, like, the last six Does years. Does he even have a hamstring at this yeah. point? It's like Big Mouth. It's like Devon. Always, he's, he's, yeah. Is Julio Jones here, the yeah. old man? Yeah. He's got, like, Benjamin <laughs> Button or something. <laughs> I, I, will, I will not tolerate the blasphemy on Julio Jones today. And then my other that I was a little underwhelmed with uh, would have to be Miles Sanders. I have spent all year telling um, Jace uh, – that sophomore running backs are never the move in fantasy football, and then I went and traded for one just because I could. And uh, he gave me nine points when I needed him to score me. You know why? It's because he's a sophomore running yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, he actually he scored half of his projection. Oh. Yeah, it's the worst feeling. Yeah. Miles, if you're listening to this, you've let my man <laughs> down. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Miles Sanders, I mean... I'm not gonna harp on a guy like that's doing that while while we're here talking about him. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't do that. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, I would hate to know how many fantasy points I would score, especially. If I'd I was hate playing, to know how many people. If I'd I was let playing play. a gauntlet of the of the Browns defense. Uh, I, I I doubt I'd score any points. If Miles Garrett started sprinting at me, I would literally just take a knee and hand him the ball if he wanted it. You probably managed negative. We all had probably managed negative points. Definitely. Definitely. But that would be kind of impressive. It would be you know, cool. I've never seen – well, I guess defenses do that, but, yeah. you know, I've never seen an offensive player do Cam that. Cam did that a couple weeks ago. No way. Cam did that in standard leagues. He scored, like, a negative – like because he – No, I've never seen that before. Yeah, That's I'm, cool. I'm pretty sure that happened. I don't even remember. It was at least going into, like, the fourth quarter. He had negative two points because I was playing him. 
that's that cool. week. I don't that's even remember cool. what week it was. Good for Cam. Yeah, good for Cam. <laughs> yeah. So uh, is that? Yeah, that's all. That all that's all for that's fantasy all football. For, yeah, that, now we can talk about hoops. <laughs> ready, get ready to monopolize the conversation. <laughs> um, uh, that's all we've got for football, I guess. So um, fantasy hoops, as they've been called. Um, it's not basketball season yet, as everybody knows, but soon we are now under Among, thirty days. Yes, sir. Until the Best NBA time of the year. College basketball started today yeah, on, on the Wednesday we're that we're recording this. Villanova. That's how much we care about yeah. the listeners. Yeah. So fan, NBA is about to start, so everybody's kind of getting their fantasy basketball leagues going, as we have. Uh, I'm currently in two. So um, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so thank you. We'll start with you. What questions or points do you have for um, basketball? My question for you guys was, who are your sleepers and who are your undraftables for fantasy basketball this season and standard scoring? All right. I um, I thought about this a little bit, but I was at work when I saw you say that, and um, I don't remember. Got busy and didn't think about it all lot more. But And I don't know. This is all just my sleeper, I'm about to say, is Buddy Healed? Because, like, now that – and I, this – you know, he was, like, relegated to the bench with Bogdan in Sacramento. Yeah. And still put up decent numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so now, I don't even know if I want to call him a sleeper because it's generally just, like, a thought. You know, like, I'm curious to see what Buddy does now. Because he didn't even want to be in Sacramento. So I'm generally... Would you? <laughs> no, no. I'm surprised that they, they basically... Because they didn't even match Bogdan's offer sheet. So they basically chose... Now a lot for a guy that's not really proven in the league. They essentially chose, in a way, chose to keep Buddy over Bogdan. Yeah. And they started Bogdan over Buddy. Yeah. So I'm just interested to see if Buddy's numbers I mean, he averaged like... Because he still averaged 20, right? Yeah, he was a 20 and a half. Yeah, so it's still like solid output off the bench. So I don't know if he will, because, you know, he could very possibly get worse with more touches. I mean, we'll have to see. Like, um, a lot I'm just of the curious time, as to what happens. We'll have to see. Like, one of my least, easily my least favorite thing about fantasy basketball is, you know, like, what guys doing on the court doesn't always correlate. Also true. Because, like, I guess, like, a prime example for that would be, you know, Zach Levine, who's just, like, glaringly inefficient in, you know, in real life. Yeah. But he, he does enough, you know, like, for, he, you know, have, like, his games with, like, way too many turnovers, but it'll overcompensate with a lot of points. But guys like, you know, who's like a fan, like Ja Morant, you know, like Ja is not a great fantasy basketball guy. Like he's marginally a 20 point fantasy scorer every week. He's not even a guy I would really want on my roster because if I'm in a close game one week, then, right. you know, I really got to hope for Ja to be as the consistent, right. <laughs> be and decently consistent. Right. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's my I guess would be my sleeper. I don't know. Yeah. Um, if you could call it that. And I also didn't put a whole lot of thought into my undraftable, but this this Glad this guy. The pot, Heath. Well, I was at work, you know, gotta make that paper. <laughs> so uh, this 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 player actually just popped into my head. Um, I don't know how interested I would be in, in drafting Russell Westbrook because Ooh. if and my only reasoning for that. I love Russ. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, same. Um, 
And like even like last year in Houston, he was much he was more efficient than he had been in Oklahoma City, especially after they went small, because he yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't shooting jumpers anymore. Yeah, and, well, I mean, and still put up twenty seven seven and seven. Yeah. Um. So like that, Russ, I'd gladly take. Yeah. But now that Houston's not going to be playing small, like Russ probably isn't going to average. Russ won't average any triple or average a triple double in Houston. I mean, that's assuming Russ um, is even still in Houston. Yeah. Um, because if he goes anywhere else, I guarantee you he'll average a triple-double again, or should, because he'll be the main Close to it. Doing close everything. to it. Close to least. it. Close to it. Yeah. So now with Russ, I don't know. To me, Russ's value goes down in Houston when they're not playing small ball. Because now if Russ is like, if Russ is going to take half his shots from the three-point line, Russ is a bad three-point shooter, so that's not really a Russ that I want on my fantasy team, in theory. So, Oh, man, I don't know if I agree with you on that one. Well, that's again, that's just a thought that just popped into my head. I'm yeah. curious, because, like... Russ averaged 29 fantasy, 27 fantasy points last year. Really? Yeah, he's the number one. What does he do uh, after? Oh, you probably can't. Get that. I don't really know fantasy numbers as well, but like Russ was on my team last year and I traded for him mid season. But you know, as far as like what he does in real life, I mean, he's maybe the most overhitted player in the NBA. I don't agree with but that. you know, I got Russ, you know, as like my second best point guard on my draft board right now. I see. I see. Well I don't know. Well I mean hopefully hopefully he is a really good he doesn't get glaring, super inefficient, and bad again. Yeah, like he did. I'd like to see him take more, take his shots in the paint, and not just on the three point line. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, he doesn't. That what the scenario I just laid out does not happen. Yeah, I would. Yeah. So yeah, what? That's all I got. For yeah. Those. What do you guys got? What do you got, Sir? Uh, yeah, I'd say I only really have one undraftable guy, and uh, I love Kawhi as a player, but. As a guy who load manages a lot in fantasy basketball, you kind of need uh, a guy that plays, you know, every every night. It's kind of crucial to have that consistency. Agreed. So I wouldn't take him in the first in the first three to four rounds. You know, if he's in the fifth or sixth round, obviously take a flyer on him, take a chance. But uh, he, he needs to play every night. You need to get guys like that. I have quite a few sleepers though. I think uh, John Wall is going to have a breakout year. I've always been a big fan of him, and uh, seeing him with Gilbert Arenas training with him, <laughs> and also playing against NBA stars like Kevin Durant in the off season, it, he's been hitting a lot of uh, pull up threes and stuff. And I think he's going to be a different kind of player when he comes back. So look for him to be a breakout guy. Another guy, I think uh, Bam is Bam Adebayo is actually my dark horse MVP candidate. I think he can improve from, say, say 16 to, you know, 20, 20 to 20 plus points a game. So I think Bam's going to have a huge year this year. And uh, my last sleeper, or I got two more, Andrew Wiggins, I think could flourish with a different leadership style with Steph and Dre and even Clay, even though he's not playing rather than a leader like Jimmy, because a lot of guys just tend better to different styles of leadership. And I think they could get the best out of him. And my last sleeper would have to be uh, Kobe White. I'm a Bulls fan. I always thought he would just be, you know, a six-man kind of player. But after seeing a stretch last year where he was averaging 26 points a game, I see him having a big year with uh, actually consistently good coaching rather than having Jim Boylan every night. So what do you what do you think, uh, Sankey? What are some guys you got? Look back to your band for MVP. 
Nobody gets it over. Well, no, that's not my number one guy. It's my yeah. dark what, horse what, what guy. What would have to happen? A lot of things would have there's to happen. Been an, there's been a center to win MVP since Shaq in 2001. I think once he gets a shot, which yeah. I think could be this year, I think he's a he's a, he's a dark horse for but me. But with Jimmy on the t- Yeah, yeah. Jim- so, like, if all the stars aligned and... Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's not like a guy that I'm putting in my top three to win MVP. He's not Giannis. But So, like, if I win the lottery and you get struck by lightning... And we go... Yeah. And we have another global pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. I follow what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Scooping if scooping. <laughs> um, guys that are undraftable, I already talked about one earlier, but one for me is definitely John Morant. Uh, you just, you know, definitely could prove me wrong if he takes a big leap. Uh, and I hope he does wrong. I'm all about, you know, guys improving and bettering the league. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Ja was like in and out of, I don't even know if he's scored. Yeah, he didn't even score 2,000 total fantasy points last year. You know, it's like there are a lot of guys, you know, even point guards that I would take over him. You know, like Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry late in the draft, like later in rounds, like Kimba. Even Fred Van Vliet are guys that I would rather take over. Over John. Like, Would you rather Kobe about, White? No, I would die. <laughs> Kobe will be my way. Oh, well, you can be a way for white guy. We'll see what happens with Kobe, but I hope he does well in Chicago. I'd yeah, like to see too. all the big markets be relevant, but... Like Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge market in Oklahoma City. Yeah. But John Morant's definitely one of my undraftables. Uh, you know, you talked about Kawhi earlier. Uh, another one of my undraftables will be Danilo Gallinari. That's, uh, like, kind of new, like, as of today, just because they said that he's going to play the four and back up John Collins. I'm happy to see that because I love John Collins. Like, you know, I think he's – Easily a top five power forward in the league. It's also definitely a. I think it's a really good move for Atlanta's team. I do too. I think it they're getting yeah, that, that veteran presence that off the bench and ready Rajon Rondo. Well, yeah, talk about veteran presence. Gallo's like the highest, yeah, highest paid player over thirty that's never been an All Star before. Making like sixty twenty one million a year to come off the bench. That's the life right there. Uh, some guys that I'm super high on. Are, uh, oh, I guess one more that I'm not super high on is uh, Jimmy Butler, just for the reason that like efficiency is so valued in this in fantasy basketball. Like you lose a point for every free throw attempt, you lose a point for every shot attempt, stuff like that. And there are a lot of times where Jimmy's like Jimmy does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the box score, if if that makes sense. And like one of the things that I love about Jimmy in fantasy basketball is he can play guard and a forward. Which is like you know a guy that can play seven out of the ten positions on a fantasy basketball team is pretty valuable. Uh, like I, I'd still take him over guys that you know only play one or play double guard or double forward. But uh, I don't love him just because he's another example of how good guys in the NBA don't necessarily translate to fantasy basketball. One guy that. Uh, isn't necessarily a sleeper, but a guy that I might end up overdrafting, which should not be a surprise to you guys, is Ben Simmons. Uh, I was expecting Jalen Brown. Yeah, uh, here we go. No, man. Well, uh, love Jalen Brown with a passion, but Ben, I think, has got to be the number one guy that, like, if, if I'm in leagues where guys want to, like, undertake him just because he's, you know, he's easy to make fun of because he can't shoot, that's fine with me because guys that can't shoot are godsend in fantasy basketball, like, Andre Drummond was the 10th overall player in ESPN's fantasy projections. And there's no way that anybody's considering Andre Drummond a top 10 player in the league. 
uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right now. But, you know, we'll see. I, th- I like Ben a lot. He does a lot of things um, really well. And, you know, four, four points for steals, four points for blocks in fantasy basketball is pretty valuable for a guy that led the league in steals and deflections last year. Um, another one of my sleepers is, uh, gotta find him. Another one of my sleepers is Shea. Shea is, in fantasy, is barely a top 40 fantasy player. So, we're in a 10-team league in one league and an 8-team league in the other, so he might be there in the fifth round if I get lucky. Uh, but, comes a point where somebody's gotta score the basketball in Oklahoma City. It's gonna be Shea. Yeah, yeah. Fresh (laughs) Prince. I hope it's Shea. Because if it's Al Horford as a Philly fan, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> hey, if we start Al Horford at the five, I will probably Yeah, yeah, Al Horford is a – you know, it's not Al Horford's fault that Elton Brand tried to play basketball like it's 1965. But, yeah. I mean, we definitely would have won a ring if we were playing like in the, in the 70s. Get to run – late 70s when we were running into like Phoenix and, oh, yeah. you know, teams like that. And 76 finals is a, we should do that a pod about that best finals game ever for sure in game games five five or six, but anyway I like Shea a lot somebody's got to score, um, and I, I don't see any reason why it won't be Shea. He also you know had a 20 rebound game last year, and as a, like a guard that yeah, yeah. you know rebounds the ball and rebound is stupidly overvalued in fantasy basketball. Um, and then my last one is Demonis Sabonis, he's coming off a. Some foot injury that I don't know how to pronounce, but forward center guys, guys you gotta love. He doesn't even his first center is power forward, so I don't lose a spot in my four reserves for because you can only have four centers in a fantasy basketball league that play center prime. Since he's power forward prime, I can play him at center. You know he was top ten in the league in rebounds last year, and just he's great at basketball. <laughs> you know I just really love watching Demontis Bonus plays. So he learned in Oklahoma City. Yeah. That's why it's good. Yeah, now you're there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love Demonis Sabonis. He's a guy that translates well into fantasy basketball. Hope to snag him late in the draft. Mid-round guy, for sure. All right, all right. Um, who, uh, that was Tugger's question. No, um, that, that was uh, that was someone else's. Yeah, that was, that was Tank's that was question. Yeah, yeah. All right, my bad. Yeah. Tucker, you want to... You got something for us? Yeah. What well, uh, What pick do you guys have, and uh, who do you plan on taking in this draft? Oh yeah. Let me go. Let's go take a gander. Well, I go first. I'll talk about the league that my ten team league because I have the second pick, so I'm not really worried about someone scooping him just to try to scooping my guys just to con me and trade bait. Uh, the second pick, we'll see who's available, but uh, I don't, I'm not super high on James Harden just because. I have no idea where he's going to end up. Nobody really does. Uh, so I, I don't want to take a chance. At, like, on the off chance he ends up in Brooklyn or somewhere like that, you know, he's definitely going to reduce touches. And you're going to have to ask the guy to play differently than he's played for the last eight years of his life, which is not really easy to do, no matter who you are uh, in any, anything. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, if Giannis is on the board at two, I'm obviously going to take him, but... I don't really – who's who's got the first pick in that league? Let me go see. Maybe – it's Chad. Chad might take Luka, and then I'd, I'd get Giannis at two, which would be very cool. Uh, I'd easily be the steal of the draft to get somebody to get Giannis outside the first pick. But we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe 
maybe Chad takes Giannis and then my plan is full of tomfoolery. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. In my other league, I've got the fourth pick in an eight-team league. I think fourth pick is the best pick in the draft in fantasy basketball. You can get, you know, easily the most well-rounded team. Uh, I know Giannis is going to go one because you and Tucker, you and Kate are taking yeah. him. And then uh, Trey is going to take LeBron at two. Oh. <laughs> I love LeBron, nice. but man. <laughs> and then we'll see. i got to see who Xander wants to take. Chuck and I have kind of figured out, you know, we kind of got two or three guys we're looking at, all of which are bigs. Uh, but we'll see who Xander takes. I know Xander, you know, Xander might take Nicole Jokic or he might take James Harden, but we'll see what happens. Kind of hoping we get our guy to fall to us at, at four, uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I definitely consider Jokic um, at third. And then in the one where I pick fifth, I don't know. I don't really want to take Cat because he's injured a lot. Um, I don't know. If I could snag Jokic again, I might do that. He is, what, fifth in projected average points, so... I might try to get him again. Probably. I don't know. I don't really make a lot of a draft strategy. I just have no players I like in my head and draft. Every time I make a draft strategy, it never works. And I don't <laughs> end up getting who I want. So I have to make one on the fly anyway. So that's usually just what I do and how I draft. So it's probably why I'm always... <laughs> In the middle of the pack. At 500 in yeah. fantasy. So, yeah, that's that's all I've got for yeah. draft strategy. I mean, like Sankey said, I got pretty lucky and got the, the number one pick. So, Giannis is our guy for sure. There's no one really worth got taking it. over Giannis. So, yeah. what uh, What's your question for us, Heath? Uh, yeah. So, in a perfect world where you have the number one draft pick in any and every fantasy basketball league you're in, what would your your ideal team be? Like a like, yeah, I'm like you talking like realistic or best of each position. No, like realistically, yeah, gotcha. like what you in a in a draft where you pick first. Mm-hmm. Well, in I'm, a snake draft where you pick first. Yeah, what is the real the most the best team in your opinion that you could get? Like I realistically. Mean, I'm already living the dream. I guess I got the perfect world, so I'm taking Giannis number one. And then uh, after that, I'm really just taking best player available, and I think it's a great position to be at number one because you can take a, a flyer on a guy that maybe you know is a hit-or-miss kind of guy, and that's kind of what I plan on doing. So mm-hmm. what about you guys? Um, I would definitely take Giannis number one, obviously. And then um, probably with my second pick, I would try to get – I don't know. I'd probably look at like a – Maybe a Bradley Beal, a guy like that, um, if he were still available. Um, just looking at like the projected average points, you know, the way they rank that, mm-hmm. he would be in that range. Um, so I'd probably go for a guy like that, or just like a high output guard. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. My third, I third pick would probably be a center. Uh, to round out the team because I don't want to be, I don't want to be all in on one position. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I don't know. Ooh, I don't know if a guy. Ooh, I might honestly that center make that center pick DeAndre Ayton. Might be a little overdrafting him in the second round, but no, that'd be the third round. But I'd it'd be the first pick of the third mm. round. He's gonna be a stud this year. So I definitely. Yeah, I mean, he was what like twenty three and twelve last year or something. Chris Paul now, yeah. and he's got Chris Paul running the pick and roll for him. So yeah, hopefully he doesn't take PEDs again. That'd yeah, be really if he cool. does that, that'll kind of be a big bummer. But uh, yeah, it would be a big. I had him. Yeah. I had him last year. That's major bummer. I dumped him on somebody. Immediately. Major bummer. Not gonna wait twenty five games for my like eighth best player to be back. So well, yeah, that's probably. I don't know. Beyond that. The first three picks, I don't know what I would do. You know, I got a solid guard, forward and center, so probably just start taking best player available based off of my roster names. So we'll uh, we'll move on to to mine to you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely take Giannis with the first pick. I don't, like As do. rebounds so well. You know, just so valuable when you've got a guy that can score thirty five or thirty five. You can score twenty nine points or like real basketball points and, you know, take all of his shots right around the rim. And, like, all of his shots, like, I think two years ago, Giannis in the fast break was the highest scoring play in basketball. Scored, like, 17 points a game just in the fast break. Uh, Or whatever the league considers to be fast break situations. Uh, My number two pick, uh, I'd probably try to take Russell Westbrook if he was still on the board, but there's a pretty good chance he's not. Uh, You know, (laughs) maybe Ben... Uh, we'd have to see kind of who's available, but I'd like to take a guy that I can just count on to be my second best player and, uh, you know, give me 25 to 28 fantasy points, which both of those guys did last year. Well, I think Ben was at 24, but because that's because I hunted him down all year trying to get somebody to trade him to me. Um, the third round, I don't know, Shea, John Collins, both are viable options. I don't really think I'd want to take Zion for the same reason Tucker talked about not wanting to take Kawhi. We'll see. If I was left with Zion, I wouldn't really complain about that. Later in the draft, like late round guys, always got my guy on Zach Levine. Don't love Zach Levine in real life, but oh. you know he makes up for it in fantasy basketball just because there is such little correlation between real basketball and fantasy basketball. And then, uh, you know... Centers are so valuable in fantasy basketball that, like, I think five of the top ten are, or four of the top ten are guys that can – five of the top ten are guys that can play center four or center prime. And so if I don't get any of them, I'm not going to be super worried because most of them end up doing the same thing. Guys that just rim run and rebound and dunk and block shots. You know, so, like – The most you, important skill Yeah, yeah, easily the most important basketball. skill set in basketball. That's why basketball was at its peak in the 1940s. And, like, you know – Jonas Valanciunas wouldn't be a terrible pick. Wouldn't really mind taking a shot on, like, Victor Oladipo and guys like that. Maybe if Jalen Brown's there, I might overdraft him just because he's so efficient. And uh, offense, you know, led the league in points per touch. But, yeah, I feel you. Right. But, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, there's a pretty good chance someone will try to draft him and use him as trade bait. And uh, if someone tries to do that, then I just would not take ever listen to any trade that involved Jalen Brown because I knew that they'd be trying to give me the raw end of the deal. We'll see what happens late in drafts. You know, Miles Marco Fultz is a guy that would be a guy I'm interested in that I didn't talk about as a guy that would be my sleeper. 
But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But first round pick, you just should get first overall pick. You just got to round out your squad with the most, with the best player available because you can't really, you know, late in the draft, your team is going to suck just because every, you're getting the last pick in a lot of rounds, half the rounds. Agreed. Agreed. So that's that's your whole your whole uh, ideal team. Yeah. All right. That's we've discussed all the talking points and questions that we had presented. Yeah. Did you see that? I just so, made that in the trash can. I was like ten really, feet away. Really? Yeah. That, that tiny thing that you just. Mm-hmm. That I've been chewing on this entire podcast. Oh. All right. Nothing but bank shot. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't think. Unless anybody else has no, I'm good. Anything that they but would I'm like leading the pod next week. The world to know. But I'm leading the pod next week. That's so be true. ready. That's true. Be ready. Next week, you don't have to listen to me. As <laughs> if if I was what prevented, if I was what made you turn off the pod halfway through, like I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. Hey, if next you don't, week, guess what? That won't be the case. And yeah. if you don't like Garrett, guess what? The week after that, you got a whole nother guy. If you don't so. like Garrett, that's a you problem. We'll wrap this one up. Yeah. Well, thanks to everyone who actually listened to this one. Yeah. Listen Much appreciated. Yep. Miles Sanders, if you're still on. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, Miles. Hey, you too, Taysom. Thanks, Miles. So, no, not it's Taysom. A, it's a shame that, that BYU is 14, Taysom. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mad disrespect. But again, this was Fantasy Fridays. The, again, number one fantasy podcast and just podcast in general on the block. Peace out from Heath, Garrett, and Tucker. We'll see you next week.